Wyverns and Weirdos Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed campaign, and as such, contains dark themes, including descriptions of gore, violence, and other features intrinsic to the gothic horror genre. Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Does Curse of Strahd. I am your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as always are Zoe, playing Sevia, Emily, playing Beatrice, Laura, playing Conrad, Mitch, playing Designation 42, Exlate, and Johanna, playing Fall. Let's jump into it. So, where we last left off, the party uh, fought against Strahd, who attempted to ambush them outside the Amber Temple, and... The party probably uh, the party came quite close to actually defeating Strad. Unfortunately, he had uh, regenerative abilities and uh, enough space to kind of get away from them long enough to get out of the moonbeam that Exley put up and fly away in bat form. Um, uh, however. The, the golem guarding some of the treasure from the temple that uh, most recently Exley had taken a cloak out of uh, exited the temple seeking the one who had taken from his uh, his horde. So uh, we're at the top of initiative that means it is Beatrice's turn. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and Beat uh, Falls Sunlight from the amulet was also a major player in the... Uh, in keeping Strahd uh, under control. So, Beatrice. Um, so, Beatrice... Gonna use some of her movement to move up a little bit closer to the golem, mm -hmm. um, and then she's just going to fire uh, two arrows. Uh, so, okay, is her bow magical? It is not. Okay, so um, yeah, so those uh, roll to hit just. Uh, 19? 19. Uh, that will hit, but it does not seem to phase the golem at all. She's just trying to distract it. Alright. Um, and are you going to attempt your second attack, or...? Uh, yeah, she'll still attempt yeah. the second attack. Okay. And the second one is also a 19. Alright. Uh, again, hits does not phase the golem at all. All right, next is Conrad. Uh, cool. So Conrad has been hit by the slow spell just recently, yes. I believe. Um, yes. Which means he can't take any additional actions, pretty much. Um, hmm. Yeah, so he can't take reactions, his speed is halved, and he can't make more than one attack on his turn. In addition, he can take either an action or a bonus action on his turn, not both. Um, so 
And I'm right in front of the golem next to Exley. Um, so... So with actions, like, I could essentially disengage and then move in that. Oh, hmm. You could, you could disengage and get, uh, 15 feet away. Your standard movement's 30, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, hmm. There's a... Pr- oh, I'll do a stupid thing. Um, because actually, I presume, is still carrying the, like, the cloak of, um... Like the invisibility cloak, yeah. The cloak, the cloak, the that, cloak of uh, some description. Yes. Yeah, the cloak that was in the. Area, oh yeah. Yes. The mysterious cloak that Darby kept saying, "Please, oh, save you guys, and pick that up." Um. So Conrad is going. Um. Like he looks up at the golem, turns to kind of like try to move. Um. Oh, because this will be an action. Um. He would like. To... Yeah, alright. He'll grab the um the cloak that actually has and just eat it as far as he possibly can. Okay, uh roll me roll me a dexterity check. Just right. to see how far you throw it. Uh, I'm what... gonna take a picture of this right now. Yeah. What direction are you throwing it in? For reference. Um so um, he is going to throw it. Mm. So he's got it from Exley. So I guess he's going to throw it down towards where Fall is. I guess. So in the direction of Fall. So south, I guess. Um, but yeah. So I rolled a nat twenty, which I've sent photographic yeah. evidence to. Um, and uh, his dexterity is a plus five, so it's a twenty-five. Okay. To grab the cloak and get it as far as he possibly can. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's pretty far away, and and I imagine that's his action. So yeah, that's all I can really do. Uh, so where that ended, like yeah, what that is going to end up meaning, who knows? We'll see. All right. Uh, next is Esmeralda. Um, what has she got that she can do at this level? Like with the spell slots she's got left. Uh, not much. Uh, uh, no, that's a, a. Yeah, she's she's going to stick with a uh, a second level magic missile. Um, there. That is gonna do the fourteen points of force damage to the golem. Okay. All right. Uh, next is fall. All right. So does it fall like at my feet, the cloak, or? Uh. Yeah. Nearby. Yeah. yeah. Um. Close, close enough. Yeah. Um, so you notice in this in this environment, it does appear to be white, like the snow around it. Okay. Um, yeah. hmm. I'm gonna roll a quick intelligence roll. See what fall garners. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should not have done that. 
I should not have done that. Okay, that was a nat one. Um, uh. um, Paul is going to take the cloak and put it on. Okay. Um, it does nothing <laughs> like... Uh, but you do notice that it feels like no resting on a mountain top. Okay. Or mountainside, rather. Okay. Um, so Fall was just <laughs> in the midst of battle, just assumed that Conrad thought I needed this for some <laughs> reason. Um, I think it's easy enough to call that your object interaction. So. Yes, yes. Okay. Ooh. Uh, it's, yeah, it's basically oh. just throwing a cloak on. <laughs> Damn, I should not have rolled. Um, okay. Well, I guess Fall is going to run to attack the golem. Okay. Um, yeah. Which they can make. Yeah. Speed-wise. Yeah, you have you have an insane speed at this point, oh, don't you? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, and then they're going... So, they, I'll do a flurry of blows. Yeah. And, of course, you are a high enough level monk that your unarmed strikes are magical. Yeah, that's uh, right. So, um, roll, roll to so hit. That was a 15 to hit. 15 will miss. Um, and a 13 to hit. Also misses. And a 16 to hit. 16 also misses. So Fall is just flailing at this golem. Um, so, yeah. And then... Finally, that's a 24 to hit. Okay, so you you play, you aim three attacks at this golem and they all just glance off until finally you are able to make this final whack right in the center of its chest. Uh, roll for damage for that last attack. That was six damage for that. Six damage, okay. Uh, okay, and then using flurry flurries, they're going to disengage and go 10 feet. That's right, because of that, uh, that that class feature, whatever it's Ooh, called. Boy. All right. Cool, that's full go. Yeah. Sevia. Okay, so many of my friends are now in melee with the big scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sevia's going to yell out, um, I think it might be pertinent for us to try and get away. And then arcane hands, arcane words, and I would like to cast a second level witch bolt. Okay. Roll to hit. Creature, uh, this one. Um. That is a maths... 18 to hit. 18 will hit. Fantastic. So So this bolt of lightning comes forth and hits the the golem square in the chest. And actually, no, it would be in the back from where you are. Yeah, Um, so that is a 2d12 of damage. And then every turn after this, as long as I keep concentrating, I do another 1d12 of damage. So it takes 17 this, 17. Per, this first okay. round. Okay. 
All right. Um, is it only 1d12? I would have thought that it both... Uh, the wording of it makes it seem like it's only the initial damage that increases with the uh, yeah. level you use. Yeah. And okay. every round after that is still only the same 1d12. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it is the golem's turn. Uh, it is gonna slam at Exley twice. Um, so, the lower of those was a 17. That's a miss. And the other was an 18. That is also a miss. You are one lucky warforged. How does Exley do that? Does it just um, swing too hard or does he just ninja bend out of the way? That's incredible. Uh, Exley does the Matrix dodge. <laughs> <laughs> he just defies gravity and just goes back 90 degrees and then straight back up again. I guess he can because of the hinged legs. Yeah. Mm. Hinged legs hinged and the fact that he can turn... Into a and the fact that he can turn into animals probably helps. Uh, I turn into a rat for two seconds and then come back up again. Uh, Strahd <laughs> continues to fly off. Uh, um, I can probably remove him from the initiative at this point. Coward. I use uh, a free action to flip him off. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, he turns back around. You're within your rights to do that. Uh, Exley. I, Zoe, CBN. Um, so Exley is um, seeing that those attacks only just missed him. Um, he's going to... Um, sort of brush off a few of the the spores that are on his shoulder um, creating a cloud of spores around him and okay. he'll use symbiotic entity and right. then he will also um, look over at Conrad um, and he's going to point to the space behind Conrad and whisper a couple of words in a weird naturistic sort of tongue um, and a spectral deer uh, appears behind Conrad and he's casting um, oh god what was it uh, healing spirit okay um, alright uh, can you remind me how many temporary hit points do you get from your that is 32 32 Okay. And Conrad heals a massive three hit points <laughs> as the entity walks into your space. Thank you. It's it's all appreciated, really. Uh, forty-two. Thank you very all right. much. All right, and that is all. Uh, that is it. All right, Beatrice. Um, Beatrice is going to run up to engage with the golem and using her magic data uh, is going to cast ensnaring strike as she slashes at the golem all right roll to hit
18. 18 hits. Uh, so what kind of save does it need to make against the ensnaring strike? Uh, ensnaring strike is a strength save. Okay. Um, and it is a magical effect, so it does have advantage. Advantage. Um, so that is a 19, which I think makes the save. Yeah, yeah. it makes the save. Um, but with the dagger, it still takes... Oops. Six points of damage. All right. Um, and then Beatrice is going to... Bonus action, disengage, and go back a couple of steps. All right. Um, okay. Next is Conrad. Oh, we forgot. At the end of your last yeah. turn, uh, roll me a con save against the slow. All right, I'll do it on D and Beyond. Con save. Let me double that check. That should be my I... story log two now. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let me double check. Yeah, that is enough. <gasps> you are no longer slowed. Okay. So now it, now it is your actual turn. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you. Which That's great. You so that means get. I can do an action and a bonus yeah. action. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um... So, what he will do then is, okay, so he is going to, because, uh, yeah, just double checking, so movement is separate from action, yes? Yes. Okay. You cool. can use your action to move, you can use your bonus action to move, but your movement is also, you get a base amount of movement each round. Yeah. Alright, so um, what Conrad is going to do is he is going to um, look extremely frustrated that the golem has come up with the express purpose of retrieving the item and has paid no attention to it. Um, and in his rage, he's going to stab the golem or attempt to. Okay, um, Trying to pinpoint it like a crack or whatever. Um, yeah. Actually, no, I'll do that on DD Bond. Hang on. Yep. Uh, that's with the Gambler's Blade Rapier. Yep. Actually, I did the damage, the damage instead. I'm a genius. Uh, uh, two hit. Mm, oh, that's it. Yeah. a 19. That will hit. Okay, cool. So, uh, 19. Um, so, it's 1d8 plus 8. Uh, so, that's 16, 16 points of damage. Plus, you get your sneak attack because Xley oh, is, yes. is uh, also engaged with the golem. Excellent. So I will do that. My sneak attack is 3d6, which is 14. 14. So 14 on top of that. So then the golem is looking quite, uh, is looking shaky now. Uh, okay. Um, well, then he is going to. Uh, mm, He's going to, I guess, bonus action, um, uh, point to fall, I guess, and be like, 
Okay, there's some cracks forming and we're going to get rid of it. I think the only way we're going to stop it is if we kill it. And he points, and he points to like a couple of specific points um, to fall. But he's kind of like not paying super attention. He's quite looking, not panicked, but he is looking more unsettled than he has in combat before. Um, so that's getting cool, uh, for like the health actions of advantage, I guess. On the next hit, all save. Okay. So then it is Esmeralda's turn. Uh, she is going to save what spell slots she's got for emergencies and cast a uh, a firebolt. That's still uh, that's still going to be two d ten for her. I believe. Uh, so that. Oh, I need to actually roll to hit. Uh, that misses. I rolled a two on the die. Uh, okay. Uh, Fall is your go. Oh, all right. On it. Um, so Fall is going to do another flurry of blows, aiming for the weak spot. So, alrighty. So quarterstaff, rolling with advantage. It's going to go right for where. Conrad pointed and I rolled a 17 to hit. Uh, 17 just hits. Ooh, nice. Alrighty. So that will be six damage. Okay. Um, and so that's with the quarter staff, is it? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so that is half. Oh, okay. Oh, um, the because other the quarter star right. is unarmed, uh, is uh, is not actually no. If it's uh, if is it just unarmed strikes or is it with monk weapons? Um, oh, where is it? Uh, I think it might be just unarmed. Yeah. Oh, you have you have uh, magical staff now, don't you? Yes. Yeah, you do. Yes. 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 That's right. I do. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're right. Awesome. Like, okay. So six. Oh, is that? Yeah. The six damage. No, yeah, because CV yeah, gave it CV gave yeah. it two. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was um. The staff of striking, wasn't it? Yeah. Staff of striking. I haven't put that in inventory yet. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I assume it can be used as a quarter star. Yes. Quarter star. Cool. Okay. Okay. So um, it's six. Six damage, and then he's going to roll to um, strike with his tail as well, and uh, miss unfortunately. Okay. And going right back in for another blow with the quarter staff, and that is eighteen to hit. That will hit. Will hit for ten damage this time. Okay. Nice. And then one last hit, which is just um, a good old uh, sidekick. Oop, that's a dirty 20 to hit. All right. Which will damage, please? Be... Oh, no caveat. Um, six damage. All right. Uh, and... And then he will uh, once again disengage. Yeah. And just wait for further orders. All right. Sevia. Um, maintaining concentration on which bolt, which right. means it's another yeah. 1d12 damage. Yes. So take another 10, please. Another 10. Nice. Alright, looking really shaky here, guys. 
but it is yeah. going to get a chance to slam into uh, Exley. Um, before Why? it does, at the start of its turn, it's going to take damage from Symbiotic Entity. Alright, what kind of damage? It is necrotic. Oh, that is lucky. Um, lucky for who? For, for you. Okay, I'll the, roll the cause damage. Because when it was... Because it used to be poison. Yes. It used to be poison until Tasha's um, changed it. And it is immune to poison. Excellent. That is nine points of necrotic. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah. Looking pretty damn shaky. Now it's going to slam at you twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those is only a 14, but the okay. others are 27. Cool. Uh, uh 27 just hits. <laughs> Alright. Um, 8, 14, 15, uh, so 21 points of, uh, bludgeoning damage. Cool. Okay, um, and it is your go. Oh, and your concentration on the... I'm yeah. assuming that's a concentration spell. The, um, the healing spirit, is it called? I believe... God, that's a very good question. Uh, it is. So, concentration check, please. DC of 10. Uh, 18. 18, yeah. Uh, well, at the start of my turn, uh, the spirit is still embodying Conrad, uh, so you heal an additional six points. Okay. Um. And... I'm gonna bop. <laughs> I'm going to... Are oh my... Is Primal Savagery, out of curiosity, is that considered a weapon attack? Uh, it is a melee spell attack, I believe. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, in that case, I'll uh, bonus action Shillelagh the quarterstaff that I pull yeah. from uh, my side. Um, and in the one motion, I'm going to swing at the creature. Okay. Roll to hit. And... Shillel- okay. Yeah, Shillelagh's bonus action, isn't it? It is a bonus action, yes. Um, and because I have Symbiotic Entity still up, I deal additional necrotic damage for a weapon oh. attack. So, <laughs> that is a one and a two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> perfect. Uh, so that is... Uh, five damage... Total? Total, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's still pretty shaky. Oh, great. <laughs> um, and that is my turn. Okay. Um, next is Beatrice. Okay, so Beatrice is once again going to run up into range with the golem and slash at it with her dagger, magical one. Um, But just before she does this, she does use uh, Slayer's Prey on it. 
Okay. So that's a ooh, 17 to hit. 17 just hit. Okay. So that's that and that. So it takes... Uh, 10 damage. Okay. And then she's going to strike it again with the same dagger. Oh, you do get sneak attack. Oh, so that's an extra d6. So that's an extra four on that one. So, yeah. So she hits it again, and that's a dirty 20 to hit. That'll hit. And he takes a further twelve points of damage. So as as you hit into this golem, um, just all the cracks that uh, have been caused by the various points of damage, you. you hit into one of them in exactly the right spot and it just shatters to the ground in pieces of amber. Well, there we go. (sighs) Okay, that was close. How is everyone? (sighs) Stressed. Yes, that could have gone better, quite possibly. Um, mm. 42, you're not too damaged. Uh, Eggsley sort of checks all his limb joints. Um, No malfunctions. I will be fine, given time. And Conrad, you heal an additional two hit points as the deer is still hanging around. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like shudders, like, um, (laughs) yeah. Who needs healing? Uh, Conrad? Exley and Sevia, is it not? Yes, I, I think. I did not get hit. I did not see you get hit fall. And I think Esmeralda is all right as well. Uh, I, I am fine. Bit, bit low on uh, magic, but uh, I'm sure we all are. <laughs> Yes, I think um, someone should have a look at Sevia. Yes, um, that's probably oh, the deer over at Sevia. I'm, I'm fine. Sevia is going to use this chance to actually walk closer to the group, and as she does, that's probably when you all see the massive amount of blood that's still chugging its way out of her neck because Strad bit her. Oh, okay. And I don't believe she got any healing done after that. But she's acting as if she's not aware of it. Whether that's on purpose or not is uh, debatable. <laughs> but she's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I think really we should just um find somewhere safe for the night and and sleep because there's only so much I think healing magic is going to do for me at this point. What is that cloak you're wearing for? I uh, I don't know. I think Conrad gave it to me for some reason. What was this for? Mm-hmm. Um, so Conrad will gesture to Exley and he'll be like, oh, it was a uh, the spoils of uh, 42's uh, little adventure after we were meant to uh, escape from the 
treasury room and um, I threw it away, assuming that you might uh, pick that up and um, maybe the golem might follow you. Uh, it didn't, but then I suppose you ran straight into the fray again. So um, I guess that was, uh, well, that is that went a little bit poorly in general, this entire uh, combat thing. Um, and then he like he's going to take a quick glance like at uh, Beatrice's earlier offering healing for like a beat and then he's mm -hmm. going to stride over to Sevia and kind of like not extremely forcefully but kind of be like now come on let's have a look at the neck oh but he will uh, kind of like reach for it like <laughs> she will oh, uh, she she like, grabs her first yes or goes to grab yeah she's kind of like does while, that little like wiggle like a kid like what do you what <sighs> fine while that the is happening uh, Beatrice is going to walk up beside Exley and cast Cure Wound at first level, and he gets back uh, 10 hit points. Oh. She's also then going to walk up behind both Conrad and Sevia, tap Conrad on the, the shoulder and cast Cure Wounds at first level. Oh, thank you. that's six Thank points. you, Beatrice. And she's going to tap Savior on the shoulder. Oh. Cure Wounds, second level, which means she gets back <laughs> 10 hit points. Um, also talking about healing, the deer um, has walked up to Sevia and walks through Sevia, vanishes <laughs> into a mist, and Sevia heals another six hit points. Wow, I'm almost up to my new total of 37. <laughs> that was six. That was six, was it? Six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if I'm I remember, now at a, if my records I'm at a robust 29 of yeah. 37. Uh, if my records are correct, you sh your maximum is 30 at the moment. Oh, did I not do one? Mm. Amazing. Let me fix that. <laughs> um, Conrad, can you roll me a medicine check as you look over uh, this bite? Sure. I mean, he had to treat his own medicine, yeah. his own neck before. Um, yeah. Uh, so, 17. He doesn't have any add-ons to it. Okay. Though. So, 17, like, you, you recognize this as a vampire bite, and you're aware of its effects having, like, been under it before. Mm. Um, the good news is that, like, the the kind of grogginess and the, the loss of um, vitality will come mm. back, um, mm -hmm. but it it will take a, a decent rest to... Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, he um, was, at least, like, roleplay-wise, he did, like, um, treat most of the people when they got attacked by Strahd the first time, then he treated himself, I believe. Um, mm. So he kind of, like... Uh, sort of like tries to do some stuff to kind of like stop it from um, bleeding because I seem like it's it's still a vampire bite and like vampire bites it will stop eventually. So, yeah. um, but he's not like super nice with that, but he's not like super rough with Sevia either. But he's just doesn't have a great deal of regard for like being kind, I suppose. Yeah, because it's him. He'd be like, okay, stand still, head to the left, <sighs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, and then he will um, 
because I think he ended up, I think, like tearing some of his cloak up to like bandage himself. He's probably got like a couple of those strips there and he'll then then like kind of just like tie it like loosely around a neck kind of thing to try oh. and pad that up. Oh, thank you, Conrad. Um, no problem. Good job. Yes. Well, yes. anyway, um, good. So if it's like it was for me, then it should, we do definitely need to go and find some rest. Hopefully where Strad will not turn up unannounced or a golem will turn up unannounced or, you know, a wolf will turn up unannounced and we can try and make camp somewhere. Mm. And um, uh, healing was appreciated, Beatrice, and appreciated 42. Good job. You are welcome. From, um, after, uh, oh, he wouldn't still be holding her wrist because he had to tie the thing around her neck. But Sevia is going to take a moment just to kind of, if Conrad goes to walk away, she's just going to catch him by the elbow and just kind of quietly give him a little pat on the arm. And just a little nod. Just a little nod. Uh, uh. Beatrice then turns to Esmeralda and says, uh, do you know anything about the area? Do you know where, how far we can get to maybe find somewhere safe to camp for the night? Nowhere really uh, safe in the uh, grandest uh, meaning of the word. Um, but I, I would suggest we at least get to the base of the mountain. Uh, if we're up here on the mountain, we're we're still contending with the weather, uh, which is not going to be great. No. All right. Is everybody ready to go? Conrad, do you have all your stuff again? Uh, yes, I will go and retrieve ah the the book. Um, hmm. He'll go like go to catch his stuff and kind of like have a look around. He kind of like when Seba does touch him, he kind of like looks a bit. Has, has like a kind of, kind of a funny look over his face and he kind of like just shrugs it off but not as like violently as he might normally but then yeah he just goes stalk off to try and find his things and like look for the book that he threw in the, in the ground on the ground that Sevia tried to set on fire and it did not light yeah. uh, roll, me, roll me an investigation check just can <laughs> he have it at <laughs> advantage if Sevia tries to point out where it was yeah Okay, well, <laughs> go on. Did you just oh. natural 20 again, Laura, out of combat? Natural one? No, it was a natural 20. <laughs> I can't believe it. Let's roll again, though. What was the other one? Oh, my. <laughs> did you double that? No. <laughs> oh. did, you, did you? It was the one. <laughs> the second roll was the one. That 20 is <laughs> incredible. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Okay. This is like going to be yes, a fun session. It does not take you yep. long at all to find that book. Well, especially if Sevia <laughs> <Yeah>. has it. <laughs> He's kind of like, you know, we got kind of like going around, like, furtively trying to, like, identify, because what, uh, furtively trying to identify, so he grabs his, picks up his stuff again, and he, like, kind of turns around, which I imagine was kind of just strewn around, like, after he kind of ran off to try and get into the fray with Strahd. Um, and then he kind of just turns around. Is Sevia, like, holding it, or does she... Um, um, I think she probably actually would not have p- 
picked it up because she'd stayed in the one oh, spot. Okay. So Conrad would probably have had to do a bit of a look, but probably would have. She would have pointed at about where it was, being like, yeah. "Oh, if you're looking for the, it's on the, it's over by that rock, by not that one, the other one. That yes, yes. Oh, that it, yes. Oh, of course, I would have yes. seen it if I'd y- yes. Well, of course, good. yes, yes. <laughs> It'll stalk over and pick that book up yes. as well. And um, for reference, while Conrad's collecting all this stuff, Sevie is just going to kind of sidle over to fall and just kind of lean against their side. Just quiet. Just right. penguin. <laughs> so um, nothing else that people want to get from uh, that hoard of treasure from the golem, considering it's no longer guarding it, or are we happy with just the magic items? So, from the talk of uh, we should go towards the base of the mountain, Exley has turned back around and he's looking at the temple. Uh, and at that point, he is going to say, I do have a suggestion. Suggestion? Seeing as the guardian of that treasure hoard is no longer guarding it, we can take our time, find what we need from there. And we know that, at least for now, that area appears to be safe to sleep in. Mm. I do not think we should spend another night in the temple. And looks pointedly towards Conrad. Oh, so when Beatrice does that, Conrad was looking at Fall like, ah, oh, yes, I understand. And then he turns to look at Beatrice and follows her and goes back to himself and goes, and his eyes narrow. It's like, I think it would be best to at least gather as much as we can out there. I think 42 has a good suggestion, uh, collecting as much treasure as possible, considering the Guardian is now deceased, can be done quickly. And if we do wish to wander down the uh, the hill, if people are fit enough to do so, we can do so quickly. I, th- I can run it, dash back in. I I think if we uh, take some time uh, to, to very quickly, uh, considering the temperature, uh, grab uh, some of the more valuable items from the temple, uh, and then head uh, the. And then even doing that, we should be able to get to the base of the mountain and be able to set up camp easily by nightfall. Good. Excellent. Then we can uh, take it in turns to take watch and uh, make our way back to some relative form of civilization in the morning. Mm. Certainly. Well, um, I shall dash in. I shall join and collect what we can find there. If uh, others do not wish to, do wish to rest. Um, and he kind of like rolls his eyes a bit and then like uh, kind of because he has like a suitcase. He kind of like jimmies, like jimmies that open a little bit, pops that open. And like he's just got like just clothes in there. Um, They're like very haphazardly thrown in. When he like pops that open, you also see like a full on chess set and like just random crap it looks like it's just been just thrown in there like very haphazardly for someone who's quite meticulous with exactly how he does stuff um but like um he cracks that open and um kind of like surveys that for a little bit 
kind of ponders, um, looks like he's about to put his diary in there as well and then kind of just tucks that into his hip and then just um, picks up a couple of clothes and just, like, throws them at Fall, like, like in the general direction of Fall or Sevier or whatever. <laughs> if people are called, I shall, uh, yes, go in. 42, you think that's a good idea now? I believe so. Good. All right. All right. And he just, like, kind of, like, looks over his suitcase again, weighing up the chances, and then kind of just nods and strides back into the temple as fast as he can. Um, So, for reference, which people are really well rugged up? Well, Beatrice is fine. Yeah, Yeah, Beatrice has her ring. Paul is well rugged up. Yeah. Yep. Um, Sevier's rugged up. Extra rugged up now. Okay. So, Sevier and Fall will get to roll this at advantage. Um, can I get everyone but Beatrice to, for the time taken, to uh, get what treasures you desire from the uh, the treasury? One last uh, constitution saving throw against uh, the cold. Well, are Fall and Sevier going inside? Well, it's it's whether you're, you're inside or out. Regardless, okay. Oh, it's, you just, it's yeah. the way you implied it. Yeah, it's up to Sevia. Um, I rolled a nineteen. Nineteen, you're fine. It's a con save. Yes. You said? Yes. That is a thirteen. Okay. Uh, that is a save. And Conrad, the next three. Eight. Eight. That is a failure. You take one point of exhaustion. Uh, seventeen from X. Seventeen. That is a success. Um, and Esmeralda also failed. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. But, um, yes. So, uh, in the treasury, there are several, several piles of treasure that you can find. There's, uh, there's a pile of gemstone, gemstones, copper pieces, uh, rusted armor and shields and, uh, a child-sized sarcophagus made of black wood inlaid with gold. Uh, another pile has 12,000 silver pieces, uh, rusted armor, uh, rusted swords, and a gilded chariot. Another pile has... So all, all the piles have some form of coin or equivalent in them. Um, so... I'll just say uh, for Conrad, he's only interested in if there's any kind of weaponry. That's just okay. what he's looking at. He has literally no interest in like any of the, like the the wealthy looking like the yeah. coins or anything that looks wealthy. Yeah. Um. So who has come to check out the treasury? Is it everyone? Beatrice has come in. Exley's come in. Uh, a fallen Sevier ch- ch- chilling outside. Well, we'll ask Sevier what she wants to do. Sevier wants to stay outside. Then Fall will stay outside okay. with her. And es- yeah. Esmeralda will stay outside and keep watch. <laughs> so Beatrice oh. is interested in all kinds mm. of uh, coin and shiny things. Okay. So she will grab as many coins and gems as she can. Okay. Um, which is not going to be a lot considering the amount there are versus how heavy coins tend to be. Um, but... Uh, there's also there's also things like gems that you would recognize as being. So do you value do you as Beatrice personally value gems just as much if if 
or more than coin or do you prefer um probably equally it would depend yeah. on the gems yeah so these these are all reasonably basic gemstones but they're they're um set they're probably around about worth 50 gold each and there are 29 of them in uh this first pile um there's there's some uh there's some pieces of jewelry in a and and some gold in a rotted chest um that are worth about 250 gold each um some uh six fine dresses and gowns worth 25 gold each <laughs> <laughs> Is that dress? Uh, uh, okay. Um, 30 holy symbols of gods from various worlds. Um, there's a gilded skull with red garnets in its eye sockets. Worth about 250 gold. Exley wants that. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark gilded skull with red garnets in its eye sockets. Worth 250 gold into your inventory. Um... Uh, some non-magical crystal balls, bronze crown with tiny gem-eyed dragons for spires, um, uh, marble vases. Conrad um, is very interested in the crown. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. You can mark Beatrice. That. Beatrice will probably pocket as many of the uh, as much of the jewelry and the gems as she can. Okay. So so that that will probably be like you probably won't quite be able to get much in the way of uh uh you could probably carry like if you're careful like the rotted wooden chest with the 10 pieces of jewelry in it which also mm. has 500 gold in it um and then ah uh, there's probably enough room to put like the the 29 gems in it as well so um but that would probably be about the limit of what you can uh, can carry. Alright, well, Beatrice will take the chest, yeah. add a couple of the gems in, yeah. and, and take that. Alright, so we'll, we'll say you have about a dozen, uh, dozen gems then, uh, each worth 50 gold, um, 500 gold pieces, and 10 pieces of jewellery, each worth 250 gold. Um, so, yeah, Conrad, the crown is worth uh, 750 gold. Uh, there is also, yeah, I, yeah, I think I've mentioned pretty much anything of, like, significant worth. There are, like, eight painted ceramic statues of saints, uh, but they are quite heavy. Uh, just a single one weighs 50 pounds. Um... So uh, I will say Beatrice will pull, probably pull her blanket out of her, like, bedroll, wrap it around the chest to keep the chest okay. together yep. and carry that. Okay. Um, and, yeah, there are no, there are some uh, weapons, but uh, about the only ones that are really um, usable are there are eight war hammers and six war picks. 
Mm, so Conrad's kind of like he he pull picks. It's kind of like just going through, just picking them all out, putting them in the middle of the, like a um pile, and he kind of just stands there and just kind of looks over them with his hands on his hips, not, not looking particularly impressed. Is what he'll do for the majority of that. Um, he kind of like will like pick up kind of like a warhammer, and like just test it, and sort of just like throw it at one of the coin piles that Exley and Beatrice are mercifully not standing in. Um, but he just kind of looks a bit sulky in general. But he is kind of holding the crown in one hand, like that. That's it. Okay. Um, Exley would like to take a few of those warhammers if possible. Okay. Uh, how many would you like to take? Uh, six. Okay, so you have six Warhammers. For yourself or for friends? I believe if I am to acquire some more friends, they may need some better weaponry. Understandable. Well, they should also be pretty easy to use, so would not require much instruction on your behalf as a leader, I imagine. We shall see. So, outside, Thievia and Paul, and Esmeralda is off to the side, probably a bit further by the path, um, just watching out. Um, Sevia watched everyone go in, and then as soon as there weren't immediate sounds of screaming and need for assistance, she did that thing she kind of did all the way back in the church, where she just kind of bundled all her skirts together and just kind of flumped onto the ground, and it's just in a little pile with a little spell book in her lap and, like, the grimoire on top, <laughs> just wearing Conrad's extra clothes. Um, I'm not sure if he actually threw us any extra jackets or just extra clothes in general <laughs> so she might even possibly just have like an oversized like oversized for her like button-up shirt just on uh trying not to get her blood on it because oh, she knows true. conrad has a thing about that fall so. <laughs> <laughs> is also using a pair of pants as a scarf um <laughs> yeah so fall will kind of just um awkwardly like crouch cross-legged next to her like um so how are you feeling that was quite the hit that you took it, um, i'm tired really um i feel almost as good as i can right now which is good uh Evans, did you see conrad try and help me that was interesting yes he certainly is did yeah I think he's, um, why did, he told me you, you told him to come talk to me about whether or not he was cursed and he said he wasn't, but it, it uh, turns out he is actually quite cursed with three things separately. So, um, but we had a bit of a conversation about it. So I think maybe he's trying to, to not let the curses make him as bad a person as he could be. Yes, uh, that's. That's very good. I'm happy to hear that. That was quite concerning. Yes, you were. Um, I don't remember much of the period where I was missed, <laughs> which is maybe the strangest thing I've ever experienced, but you, you were quite brave. <laughs> really? <laughs> Chasing after Strahd? 
He was running away like a scared little child. I can't believe that it worked. He <laughs> he just ran away from the light from this medallion. I know. Like it was a fire or something. Yes, I mean, in all the stories, vampires are quite uh, repelled by sunlight, which is, I believe, why both the medallion and the sword can do it. But I don't know. I was quite proud of you for for chasing him and all that. You know, trying to take up some of the mantle. <laughs> uh, thank you. I am... Um... I'm very glad that it worked myself. I wasn't sure if it would or not. I mean, I knew it would theoretically, but I mean, then he was there and he was biting you and then you just disappeared. I wasn't really sure what had happened to you then. So yes, I just, I had to try to get him away and it actually worked. (laughs) (laughs) You did a really good job. And that our lies to get out of the invite to dinner, they really, uh, I think he would have believed us, you know, in any other circumstance. <laughs> you think? I am, um, I, I hope so. I just kind of, sometimes I just babble away and I'm not really sure what's coming out of my mouth, especially when, you know, I do that dangerous people like that. Yes, I do that all the time, although less with dangerous people and more with um, lecturers who are their own kind of dangerous because they can fail you. Uh, but <laughs> you... <laughs> no, you we were you were thinking quite fast on your feet, you know, jumping in there with the whole, like, some of the foods I could be allergic to. That was quite, quite clever. Um, I was quite proud of that one myself. I think, you know, it should have worked. should be. <laughs> I think, I think we could make a good double act, you know. I think that we work off each other quite well. If we ever get in trouble for something like the the Periwinkle incident or something, I think we might be able to, you know, fool people. Oh, like, like performance? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm... No one's ever told me I could do that before. No, I think you'd be quite good at it. I think uh, performances can be quite helpful, especially um, it can be quite useful for people to underestimate you, uh, think that you are a certain way. (laughs) I mean, even if you are, it's useful to highlight on it. That's what you do with all the help. Uh, no need to hit me, I'm small and helpless, isn't it? You called yes. it, um, Drunken Master? Yes, yes, it's my own spin on it. It's can... very clever. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It, um, you know, I was, uh, got me out of some very big things that I didn't want to do in the past and I've just kind of stuck with it ever since well it I mean and she looks kind of a little too earnest with this well as long as you don't start believing it I think it's very helpful I think it can be helpful to draw off the truth (laughs) 
but oh. oh well I guess at least it worked well today I suppose <laughs> I guess there's there are uses to weaknesses or differences depending on how you spin it I guess I mean, you could always spin it that it was a good thing that Strahd picked me over anyone else to munch on, because at least then I can set him on fire. I would rather he didn't pick anyone at all next time. No, I, yes, I, I also, I don't want any one of us getting bitten. It's not very pleasant, and, and also it's just, I, I don't know, I like all of you. I want, I've said it before, I want to be friends when this is done. I want that too, I think. Oh. With, with some of you, um, you were talking about Conrad before. What, what is your honest opinion on him? Despite the curses and everything, I suppose. <laughs> he... I will admit, when we first met, I quite genuinely could not stand him. Quite genuinely, he insulted the fact I go to university. He insulted my powers. He insulted me. He was generally just very... <sighs> he reminded me a lot of a lot of the wizards I go to university with. Uh whose parents pay for everything. <laughs> and that didn't... I didn't like that. But I don't know, I guess some of the little things he has done, some of the things he's tried to do, whether they worked or not, he's... He has tried to not be as bad as he could be. And I think, uh, honestly, after the Parawimple incident when Kazir told us that we need to work together and support each other, I realized I had maybe been a little harsh on Conrad and my preconceived notions of people like him in the same way he was being harsh on me for his preconceived notions of people like me. I certainly think he had done more to warrant that treatment, but that's neither here nor there. So I'm trying to be kinder to him. And I think he is trying to extend some of that kindness back. And no one all that bad wouldn't try to extend kindness back. I think. I also haven't had many friends in a very long time. <laughs> so. Yes, I'm a little the same on that front. It's difficult to tell whether, I don't know, whether you mean anything to anyone or you could mean something to anyone. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he likes me very much. I mean, you and he have certainly spoken. A lot? Uh, yes. Um. To 
interesting results. Um, I'm not sure how things are going. Oh, he is a very difficult person to ask. Sometimes he reacts in ways that seem strange. It's hard to yes. get a read on him, really. It is, yes. I don't know. Oh, yes. Tell well, an I mean, important thing and he's all like, oh, but you're like a teethling and... Hmm. Did he say that to you? I mean, it made sense in the circumstances, but I don't... What? What circumstance? Right. Okay. Um, you know, he's from Sarata as well, right? Uh, yes. Hmm. You you speak the same weird weird dialect of common. I don't yes. mean to call it weird. That was rude. I apologize. I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. Oh, I guess. Hmm. All right. Well, if they're going to take longer, I might as well. I'll give you this. I've been thinking of telling you, but then I kind of told him in a hurry. So, um, oh, well, here you go. And they will slide over the letter that they'd written in case they died and give that to Sevier and be like, um, just maybe ignore all of the stuff that's all about like, oh, I'm dead, by the way. Um, that's not really relevant right now, but it explains a lot without me explicitly telling you, which is good because this was supposed to be a secret. I, 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 are you sure? I don't have to. Do you think you're going to die soon? I don't have to read. If, if me not reading it means you won't die soon, I won't do it. I, I hope I won't die, um, but who knows about that one? Um, no, it tells me my connection. It tells you to my connections to Conrad and the whole mess that's going on with us at the moment. Uh, if you're sure. And she flips it open. Um, do you want me to read? Uh, part, do you want me to read this, Johanna, or will you? Or um, I guess you can read it. Yeah. Okay. So Sevia kind of doesn't always, but she does mutter a bit under her breath when she reads sometimes. So Fall can probably tell where she's up to in the letter if that influences how anxious he gets about. It. <laughs> yeah. So, to Amos Serbaloni, I'm writing this because I want you to know. It was never truly my intention to fail you. I did want to complete the task you gave me, but it ended up being very much out of my hands. I was transported to a different plane of existence, some Bar Barovia, and the only way out being some fantastical quest to slay its ruler. If you're receiving this note, surprise, I failed. I am dead and someone else must have succeeded to deliver this. I don't know why I was chosen for this quest. I've thought deeply about this, and when the idea that you may have been involved hit me, I was surprised by how possible it could be. The life of a monk is one of constantly facing challenges and obstacles to reach our best potential, but that is a life I've explicitly turned against. Even if it is likely incorrect to think that you could throw me to such low chances of survival to see if I'm worthy, it raises misgivings, ones that I had been trying to push away. I've also met someone who I believe you has some connection to you, a human called Conrad who bears something like your crest and who, if he talks about his family at all, indicates them to be uncaring and dangerous." All I've ever wanted was family, but I can't stop thinking that maybe you could be as he says. Why was I told you may return, yet you waited 18 years before doing so? Why did you abandon me in a place of war and poverty? I think I lost my true family when I lost my friend Flo to that very war. 
I'll leave you with a piece of advice. If you wish for people to work as your informants, I suggest you look to the streets of Serata. There are plenty of people there just struggling to stay alive who could do with the money. I would know. Your son, Fall. She slowly pans her head up to look at Fall, her eyes wide. And she goes, that's your father. Yes, surprise! <laughs> and that's Conrad's father. Yes, yes, I wasn't really expecting that either, but it did indeed get confirmed. So you two are siblings? Yep, yep, half-siblings. And you aren't... <sighs> Aren't you two the same age? What a what an awful man! Yes. No, I, 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 I mean, if uh, uh, Conrad. Yes, it's a weird one to wrap my head around. <laughs> um, I would like to insight check Fall to see kind of how he's handling this. Yeah. Uh, you know what? For the sake of it, I'm going to use my Conrad dice. Uh, and that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my insight's better, though. That takes it all the way up to a 10. <laughs> um, he looks very uncomfortable and rather disappointed. Um... Can I, um, touch your hair? Um, sure. She reaches out, and the horns are going to make it difficult, but she's going <laughs> to try and part his hair and make it to the swoop that Conrad's does. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna, like, I'm assuming his hair probably doesn't hold the same shape because it's a bit longer, so she's gonna, like, actually physically kind of hold it in that little swoop and kind of just look at him and be like, well, I think I can see it. Yeah, kind of. You, I'm not sure you'd look as good in all that black, but. No, it's I not don't really know. my style. <laughs> she kind of smooths his hair back really gently. Well, I know you've said in the letter that you've been searching for a family, and um, from what Conrad has said of his and what Conrad is, I'm not sure they're what you've been looking for. No, I think I, my hope for what they could be was what was driving me on a long way and blinding to me to a lot of what was wrong about the situation. And it took me going here to realise what was truly happening. But... I... That doesn't... I know very little of families, really, in the grand scheme of things, and nothing of siblings, but... And she kind of smooths his hair again. But you could try to have something with Conrad, even if it's not the kinship you always wanted. And 
And even if you aren't a Serbaloni, you are fall. And I like them just fine. Thank you. I hope... I don't know, I hope maybe he'll learn the same, or... I mean, he certainly already has quite complicated feelings about his family, so... I don't know, maybe it could be you two against the world. <laughs> uh, maybe, or... <laughs> All right. So, uh, back with those who were grabbing stuff out of the treasury. Um, any last-minute grabs or... Um, yeah, before we leave, um, Exley's going to grab uh, the most important treasure of all, and that is the body of Vilnius, and we'll drag that out with him. Okay. Yes! <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, yeah, Sevia and Paul, you see Beatrice with her massive bundle. Uh, Conrad with... What was it Conrad grabbed again? Gra- he grabbed the crown. The crown. Yeah. He's, just, he's kind of like holding it loosely. Yeah. Um, and Exley with some uh, some weapons, a, a decorative skull, and the body of Vilnius. Well, that certainly seems to have been an eventful trip for them. Yes. Um, Beatrice wanders up. She said, Beatrice wanders up with the chest, sort of she's carrying it on her shoulder, and she goes offhandedly to everyone, ah, we found some very nice dresses that the abbot might like, and then chuckles to herself. <laughs> Uh, Wonderful! It seems like it was a fruitful trip. <laughs> I wonder what. I wonder what happened to all those people at that at the abbey. Yes, wonder... that's been a little hard to think about. <laughs> mm. Perhaps they could be useful in the coming endeavor. That I do not like that word. <laughs> I do not like. When you use that word that way. Useful. They are people. Or at least they were once. Shall we make our way back down the mountain? Uh, I don't want to get caught in the cold again. No, not a good idea. Let's, Let's go. All right. And you make your way down the mountain without major issues. Um, and set up camp for the night, and that's where we're going to leave it for this week's episode. Hey, nice. Thank Bye, you everyone. For listening, everyone. All right. Thank, Thank you, you for watching. Week. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I boy. Think-